Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is 1049 Park Avenue! Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Welcome to 1049 Park Avenue, an odd couple podcast. Ted Linhard, Garrett Eisler here today to talk about season three, episode 17, Myrna's debut, which is not streaming, as far as I can tell, only available on DVD or on television. Uh, Before we start, we want to talk about last week's uh, discussion of Eyes of April, which was the first episode written by the team of Lowell Gans and Mark Rothman, as you discussed Garrett we did, we did mention that yeah. um, after we posted it on the, the Facebook page I love the odd couple we were pointed out that there is a fairly long fairly long interview with Lowell Gans uh, on the page just for those Facebook viewers or it was originally targeted toward them and um, he goes into many of the episodes that he wrote and discusses details and, and reasons for things happening. That's fascinating. So I encourage everyone to watch that. And we'll refer to that time to time. Um, for the Eyes of April, uh, he admits very blatantly that they stole the premise from the Honeymooners. They were trying to get a job on the show. They had, as Garrett pointed out, they had had some struggles and had a chance to, to, to pitch something and uh, just came up with that episode as a way to get into the show. And, and that's what they did. We also talked about how there's a character actor named Louis Gus who's in the credits of the show, uh, but doesn't seem to appear in the show. But I went back before I watched the interview and I did see that he, for a moment, that the actor who's very recognizable is sitting in the waiting room with Felix, but says nothing uh but um the not in the interview but i think the facebook uh page moderators and owners have peppered logans with questions after that interview and they did find out that there was a scene in that show for louis gus to talk about um getting audited and probably said something that made felix more nervous but that it was cut probably for time so a lot it's of it's a great mystery, uh, and now I have a new mission, right? To find the missing Louis Gus scene. I don't think you're going to be able to do that. Restore the Gus cut. Yes, HBO Max and Zack Snyder can can premiere that for you. Um, I think it's not. I have a feeling we'll never see it. Um, unfortunately, you may be right. So anyway, it's a great. It's a great. Um, asset to have that archive of that interview of you know one of the few probably living people who can talk about details of the odd couple um and he does talk about future episodes that we will get to and we'll refer back to it so now getting into this episode garrett you want to talk about the writers the writers of this episode are also uh, very frequent another frequent writing team um who have been, you know, very few writers, I think, were with the show through the first four seasons, which it seems like is the case with uh, Dick Bensfield and Perry Grant. They go all the way back to season one, The Big Brothers and A Grave for Felix, A Grave for Felix season two, Murray the Fink, uh, Felix Calypso singer, Good Bad Boy, and Myrna's debut. And there'll, there'll be one more they write, I think, in the, fo- in the following season. Okay. So we open with Oscar um, 
holding a yellow pillow over the back of his head while he's resting on another pillow on the coffee table. Seems like a frequent big setup for the beginning of a sh- of an episode, right? Yeah, Oscar right. Is like either hungover or asleep or something like that. Yes. And Myrna says to him, uh, here you are, Mr. Madison. And we see a tray with items for a headache, which she describes as a bottle that says aspirin, an eyedropper bottle with the dropper opened and sticking out of the bottle for eye drops, a cup of coffee, a glass of tomato juice, and Worcestershire sauce. By the way, we did learn from the Lowell Gowns interview that they were not allowed to show brand names on the oh. show. I get. I think back then you had to pay the brand name hmm. or the to show it as like a license. He doesn't explain why, but I think that's why we see so few. Uh, and that's like the aspirin just says aspirin. That's why. That's why I brought it up. There's no right. name on the bottle. Um, he does say that they also didn't um, spend a lot of money on music, even "Happy Birthday." They would sing for "He's a Jolly Good Fellow" instead, instead of "Wise." The old "Happy birthday. birthday" uh rights issue, which has finally gone public domain. I think. I think so. Um, so uh, Myrna says, "Boy, when you asked me to come over this morning, I thought it was to pick up your article, not work on your head." And then she does her nasal laugh. And Oscar says nine office parties in one month is too much. The obituary department gives the best parties. Those guys sure know how to laugh. (laughs) Myrna says, boy, you really tied one on last night. And Oscar says, you can't chug a lug scotch. It was a terrible night. She says, for you maybe, but not for me. Last night was one of those exciting nights of my life. And she says this while she dances and which now we're starting to connect back to uh, when we talked about Myrna's dancing history and Penny Marshall's dancing history and her mother's dancing history. And she says, you know, it was the first time I tap dance in years since I was in the halftime show at the Alabama-Mississippi game. Oscar looks at her with surprise and says, you went to school in the South? And she says, yeah, that's where I acquired my accent. (laughs) Y'all, did you hear it? Oscar says, yeah, I heard it. So I've always been, again, I'm fascinated is probably a strong word, but intrigued by this line. If Myrna said to me, I went to the Alabama-Mississippi game, I would never think to ask, you went to school in the South. Oh, I would. You would? (laughs) Well, I mean, how did she get there? But don't we know- girl from the Bronx. But don't we know New Yorkers who go to like Duke or like schools? I mean- True, but Myrna, Myrna Turner, uh, I mean, I guess today, maybe that would be more possible, but I, I, I also find it, I find it, in fact, so puzzling that I, I don't understand why she had to do it at a game, why she had to do it at a football game in Alabama. <laughs> All right. I, could I, she do it at uh, Rutgers? Well, maybe she couldn't get into Rutgers. <laughs> I mean, it is a funny plot, random plot point. I don't know. I guess I never, I, whenever I hear her say it, I just, I know people who go to so many different schools. Like I never think about. Yeah, I think it was different than, especially for people who are not wealthy. I mean, I, you know, Myrna comes across as kind of from a, a working class or lower middle class family who would have gone to public state university nearby. You know, you didn't go to state university in another state where you have to pay out of state tuition. Okay. Also, just the the thought of Myrna Turner saying "y'all" is yes, I get right. That sets up that joke. 
Uh, Oscar says, says, you dance very well. Yes, you did. Here, take the articles downtown, will you? <laughs> Myrna says, you know, they really seemed to like it, didn't they? And Oscar's now exasperated and says, yes. Yeah, they liked it. You dance great. Will you take the articles? Myrna leans over into him quickly and says loudly, but did you like it? And that forces Oscar to move back onto the couch away from her because now, you know, the hangover, he doesn't want to hear her shout. And he covers his ears and says, it was so good, I even remember it. Murder says that I've really got it, huh? And Oscar says, got what? She says, that certain charisma that sets me apart from mere mortals. Oscar looks at her and <laughs> says, what were you drinking last night? Murder says, oh, nothing. It's dangerous to dance and drink. And then Felix comes in, and here's our first clip. feet of Myrna Turner. You were Ruby Keeler and Ginger Rogers rolled up into one last night. Really? Yeah. Look, here are your pictures. Look, look, look. look. Oh, we got pictures of us. Yeah, I saw Don't touch them. They're wet. Look, see? Yeah, I see. see there she is doing her fancy really? step. Really? You remember when I did it? Hit it! The tap dancing secretary. <laughs> you're good. You really are. Do you really mean it? Oh, yeah. You ought to turn professional. You really think so? Oh, yes. You're good. Listen, Mr. Madison. I quit. <laughs> The Odd Couple was filmed in front of a live audience. Sit down, please. I think you caught my hangover. Sit. I know it sounds crazy, Mr. Madison, but I studied for 12 years. I mean, it was always a dream of mine to be a tap dancer. Felix, will you tell us she's crazy, please? Well, it's not a very practical way to earn a living, is it? Of course not. You can't give up a good job for something with no security. Tell her, Felix. That's right. right. That's I mean, right. New York is full of people who want to be dancing. And so few of them make it. Well, it's a doggy-dog world and out how does there. she know she's good enough? There's a lot of heartbreak out there. That's right. They say there's a broken heart for every light on Broadway. Tell her, Felix. You can make it. <laughs> Dancing is Myrna's dream, Oscar. How can you crush this beautiful person's dream? Listen to me. Grab the brass ring. I know it sounds cliche, but the cliche is true. Follow your star. He doesn't mean that. I do mean it. Listen to the voice of bitter experience. When I was a child, I wanted to be an opera singer. It's all I thought about. Were you good? I sang a medley of Wagner to my third grade Easter party. I was a child Heldon tenor. You take Heldon tenor's advice, you're through as my secretary. Who wants your rotten job? Couldn't you just give me a little time off until I get my career going? No, not now, honey. How about if I took my vacation in spurts, like a couple hours a day? Honey, you know I'm guest hosting the TV talk show, The Sports Den. I need a full-time secretary. No, no, no full-time. She needs time off for interviews, auditions. And I'll help, because I know a lot of show business biggies. Make up your mind, Myrna. Make up your mind, Myrna. <laughs> How would it be if I kept working for him until you line something up, and then if I do get some work, then I'll find my own replacement? How's that? All right, all right, I'll try you part-time, but I'm busy. I'm making no promises. Thanks, Mr. Madison, and don't worry. I'll still be the same model of efficiency I've always been. Myrna! Myrna! <laughs> you forgot the article. Did you see her face? You see the glow? She reminds me of a bird stretching its wings for the first time. <laughs> Listen, Mr. Ronga, get out! Um, so 
that that whole that little singy thing. I'm very fond of the you know shaving a haircut two bits. Yeah, um, and uh, Felix plays expert again, which is always right. always fun. Uh, a Helden tenor, which I never heard that term before. I didn't even notice it in the show. Is a tenor with a powerful dramatic voice for heroic roles. I bet you knew that. Uh, yeah, it's associated with Wagner, especially, and the idea of little boy Felix singing Wagner to his class is very funny. But I've seen this episode so many times, I've never even, I never, that word never processed before. I didn't know, I, I did not remember the use of that word now. And, and that's also, especially, it's for, for, again, for a child, you know, held in tenors are like big, fat men. And the scene where Oscar says, listen, Mr. Honor, get out, is what becomes part of the opening titles later when he does. Later, right. It, and isn't it, it funny to hear we are in the middle of season 30 and they still haven't changed the opening, cre- the yeah. opening credits. Yeah. Uh, when I guess I'm wondering, we'll find out when that happens, maybe not till season four, but we've already seen some, some of the, the main clips of that. You know what else I love in this scene? Uh, that is a visual. That whole uh, sequence between Felix and Oscar when Oscar's trying to, like, coach felix into telling myrna to give up you know it's a doggy dog blah 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 they are really tight close at the dining table and klugman is like in randall's face almost like really intense and that's what part of what makes the build-up so great and then the switcheroo with felix saying you can make it um because and it just it's a great example of just their chemistry and you just see how intimate and and uh you know locked into each other they are it's a if you haven't seen that in a while it's it's really worth focusing on that so we have a new scene with an establishing shot of broadway and oscar's newspaper myrna is sitting at her desk but she's resting her head in her hand and she's obviously daydreaming oscar comes in and asks her to get rocky noonan's number which he follows with his usual will ya and he's lining up guests for the tv show i also i cannot find any indication this is a real person i think this is a fake famous football star in this world uh, Myrna continues to daydream. He waves his hand in front of her face and says it's coffee break time, and she finally breaks her trance. She says cream and two sugars, which is a dubbed in line. Hmm. Oscar asks, where were you? Myrna says she was dreaming that she was at the stage delicatessen, delicatessen and they named a sandwich after her, Myrna Turner Tuna. <laughs> uh, stage delicatessen was a New York City institution Opened in 1937 It had very large sandwiches named after Broadway shows And celebrities and closed in 2012 Kind of had a rivalry with the Carnegie Deli as famous now also Yes Oscar asks if she can sandwich in a little work And asks for Rocky Noonan's phone number again Murder then blurts out Georgette LaForge And Oscar says what? Murder mm-hmm. says I'm looking for a new name for my career like Liza Turner, Tallulah Turner, or Mary Tyler Turner. Mm-hmm. Oscar says, will you forget Rocky Noon and just finish your letter, all right? She goes to her typewriter, but then gets inspired to dance. And the first part of the clip we're about to play is, is visual, but as you hear tap dancing, imagine Myrna tap dancing.
this is Myrna's big chance. We're meeting Franklin Lang for lunch. Ooh, Franklin Lang. Does a man have to wear his sweat socks before you've heard of him? <laughs> Franklin Lang produced Tippy Tap Toe. Uptown Parade. Bowery Rhythm. Big hits. Yeah. Then the talkies came in and wiped him out. He's a has-been. And he's making a comeback. He's going to be in Is Again. We're meeting him at the chop house in ten minutes. Come on. Could you wait a minute? I just want to fix my face. Go, go. Isn't this exciting, Franklin Lang? It's ridiculous. You're ruining a semi-competent secretary. I can't get any work done around here. You're not thinking of that girl at all. You ought to be ashamed of you. She's an accomplished dancer. An accomplished dancer? She's a tap dancer. Tap dancing went out with Mussolini. It's making a comeback, and she's good at it. She was great last night. Everything was great last night. We were drinking last night, remember? I was in complete control of myself. Oh, really? Then who was that idiot up there marching with her, waving the flag and limping like the spirit of 76? Just joining in, joining in the spirit of things. At least I wasn't playing Yankee Doodle on my head with a pencil. What are your credentials for being an agent? Do you know how many crooks there are in New York preying on kids like that? I'll make your star come to my school for $200. Kids, you need pictures and they charge them for the pictures. I'm honest. Those are my credentials. I'm not going to make anything out of this. And what's more, I've got a flair for show business. Okay. Whatever happens right now is your responsibility. Responsibility is my middle name, mister. And Pest is your first name, mister. Come on, Miss Sandal, we're going to be late. My replacement will be here any minute. We'll take a stairway to the star. Give an elevator, it's faster. <laughs> so I guess T for Two is in the public domain, which it is now. I looked it up. Because uh, obviously we have music here that they did not cut out. Ah, so T for Two currently is in the public domain. I don't know what it was in nineteen seventy three. Is that from T for Two? That's Stairway the song. T. No, no, the, no. Whenever she when she tap dances, yes. she's doing T for right, Two. Right, right, right. Stairway to the Stars is another song. I, I can't tell it's in the public domain now. I don't know what it was then, but obviously either they paid for it or it is because it's left in this in the rights. I have yeah, I have no insight in that. Um. Why, yeah, but it is, I do think it's uh, a little odd that she gets such a round of applause for <laughs> for what is uh, not much more tap dancing that she's already done. You know? I, I think it's a little more, and I don't think they know that Penny Marshall, who does not look like a tap dancer, can tap dance that well. And and you know, I know we covered this in another episode, but why don't you go into more just to recap? her story with the tap dancing so yeah we found this out in the uh episode about felix's first baby i think when nope. they do no it the, was the, it was uh, oscar new year's no <laughs> it was a flashback episode you're right. i'm sorry you're right because yeah of course it's the baby episode because it's a flashback episode yes. where myrna is in the kitchen on yeah. crutches right and, and they talk about the hospital and felix is banned uh, from the hospital right uh, so, uh, Myrna, Penny Marshall's mother was a tap dance, was a dancing teacher and she really wanted, uh, you know, she was a very difficult mother figure and, uh, Penny Marshall did take dancing lessons, became quite good. And eventually she was on the show twice, Penny Marshall's mother as a dancer and including and an Oscar. saw her in, in the this, Oscars birthday, birthday episode, right. So where so she can see her doing the actual tap dancing there. So Penny Marshall and her, her mother owned a dance school. So Penny Marshall did take dance and was good. Eventually, obviously dropped it for acting. Uh, but here we are seeing how she does remember her, 
how to dance. And that's, and also- and this is the same mother who she immortalized in her memoirs titled, My Mother Was Nuts. Yes. Which is I, a great title. Right, I think she eventually got to dementia. Um, but you know, the show indulges its leads in their actual passions, sports right. and opera. Sure. And, and now we sure. get Penny Marshall, who's obviously the producer's sister. Uh, and I'm mm-hmm. sure Gary Marshall remembers a lot about Penny's dancing and decided to incorporate I wonder if Gary Marshall could tap dance. I'm going to say no. Uh, uh, you know, I, I also find very funny Oscar's line. Tap dancing went out with Mussolini. Yes, of all the references. We have all the references, right? right? It's like to associate something as lovely as tap dancing with Mussolini. And that's not true. As Oscar's... Mo- so at the end of that clip, we hear Oscar kind of mocking Felix and Myrna's singing Stare with the Stars. And then an older woman walks in who asks if he is Oscar Madison. And she says, he says he is. And she introduces herself as Myrna Turner's Aunt Lucille. <laughs> and she's played by Bella Brooke, who makes four appearances on the show. This is her first. She has 72, 72 credits to her name from 1958 to 1982. But the most credits on any one show is The Odd Couple. Um, Oscar thinks she is there to find Myrna, but he and he tells her that she just left, but she says that she's filling in for Myrna. I don't know why Myrna wouldn't have told Oscar this ahead of time. It's mm. weird. Like uh, Myrna would say, oh yeah, my Aunt Lucille will be here to fill in. Yeah. Well, the real reason is that it's a funny surprise. Well, I'm talking about in the, <laughs> as we pick You're apart the logic reality. of the show in, rea- in reality. Uh, Oscar says, you? And Lucille says, yeah, I figured, what the heck? So Oscar asks her to take a letter. He says it's a very important. It's to Bob McAllen of the Sports Den talk show, which leads to this clip. Okay, dear Bob, I want to show my appreciation for you asking me to host the TV show again. I am presently lining up my guests. I'll be in touch with you when I am sure who is going to be on. Affectionately yours, Oscar Madison. Can't you type any faster than that? I'm doing the best I can. They've added a lot of keys since 1930. (laughs) And stop undressing me with your eyes. She took a nap, then she went to her girlfriend's funeral. Oh. Listen, I, I sent for a girl from the secretarial pool. Well, that's good, because Myrna doesn't feel like working today. Oh, really, impresario? Tell me, when will your protege be ready to come back to work? I don't know. I don't know. 
Phoenix, I can't go on now. Shut the fool. This is just a temporary setback. We're going to suffer through this thing. Right, kid? And I'll help. I know a lot of big shots in show business. Yeah, who? I know a lot. Name one. Plenty. Never mind plenty. One name. Murray's cousin. Murray's cousin? He's a big agent, and he'll love Myrna. You really think so? Murray's cousin is... Excuse me, uh, Mr. Madison. I'm Miss Jensen from the secretarial pool. <laughs> secretarial what? Pool. Myrna, you're in a seat. <laughs> last a year so i think my favorite moment for this whole episode is the way felix says i don't know <laughs> um uh the miss jensen who's a very very tall blonde woman that towers over oscar is played by inga nielsen which is like almost central casting like name casting swedish right? uh who uh, she played a lot of tall beautiful blondes in the 60s uh, and 70s and shows like batman laughing cal burnett and wonder woman but and I, that kind of character was much in demand in those days and you wouldn't know, be surprised if she was in a russ myers film so we have a new scene uh, can i just oh, also yes, add yes. sorry the, yeah um, you know it's just funny thing how well i love the whole franklin lang story which we can go into later especially that he also got felix to get him a bus ticket to atlantic city on top of all that um but uh, it's just a, a, a an example of how funny it is for us watching these episodes even if you haven't seen it in a long time there's all of a sudden a, a you feel you remember a line that's coming up you know what i mean yeah it's like like i didn't know it it was going to be in the show. I didn't remember it was going to be in the show when I started watching, but as soon as we got into this scene and Felix started talking about, uh, you know, uh, they started talking about who, I know a lot of agents, name one. And I knew it was going to be, oh my God, it's Murray's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> that line just, you know, I knew it was coming and I started laughing right away. There's also a dub line there when Oscar says, how to go with Franklin Lang. That's like dubbed in. And then he oh. says, how did it go? I guess... They thought that the audience wouldn't remember, the viewers wouldn't remember about Franklin Lang when they come back. Do you think it's back. dubbed in a way like, you mean Oscar's not on camera saying? Yes, it? yeah, oh. yeah. I think it was done later Yeah. Uh, because they didn't. Yeah. Or maybe they made that cut around that scene. No, no, I think they realized later that they don't refer to Franklin Lang again. Oh, and they thought the viewers- that we, we can discuss later. No, no, no reasons. I just think it wasn't written in the script. Like they just didn't think it, they thought that they had to remind the viewers where they well, came I, back have a, from. I have a reason that I can go into it. Okay, right. So we have a new scene. Felix is in a Hawaiian shirt and bringing a tray of food to the coffee table in the living room of their apartment. Murray comes into the living room from the bedroom and says that Myrna is almost ready. Felix says, good. I hope your cousin likes poi. I made it to give the room a proper Hawaiian atmosphere. And Murray says, happy Greshler is a theatrical agent. He eats everything that's free, anything that's free. Now, wait a minute. That yes. name is... Happy, yeah. Greshler? happy Greshler, yes. Now, is that a coincidence that the 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 name Murray that Murray's name Greshler itself comes from a certain agent? Well, yeah, associated. No, with it's his show? cousin, so that's why they gave him the same. It's a cousin. But isn't that a like it's an homage to Abby? Greshler. Yeah, right. Yes, yes, happy. Yes, right. Yeah, <laughs> who was actually Tony's and Jack's real agent? Right, which is where Murray got his last name. Right. So I just yes. think it's a nice little inside joke. They should have uh, called him Abby, though. Right. 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 Not go the whole way. 
Theox goes the door and introduces himself to Murray's cousin, and then we get this clip. Mr. Greshler? Yes. My name is Felix Unger. Hello, Felix. Just call me happy. Murray, Murray, Murray. How about you? How's the family? Fine, fine. Remember, we're all getting together Thanksgiving. Oh, sure. <laughs> Where's the Hawaiian dancer? She'll be here any minute. Would you like some poi? No, she is an authentic Hawaiian dancer, right? That's what you ask for. That's what you're going to get. But I hope she's good because I've got 10,000 Shriners in Cleveland waiting for a hula dancer. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't sound Hawaiian. Sit down, sit down. You'll enjoy it. Wait, wait, wait. Let me talk to you. Wait a minute. My dog has to. My dog has to. My dog. Mr. Greshler, welcome to the enchanting islands of Hawaii. Hawaii is actually comprised of five islands. Oahu, Maui, Kauai, Hawaii, and Taste of the islands and to hula her way into your heart is the lovely Leilani Turner. One, two, three. I want to go back to my little crush shack in Kealakatu, Hawaii. I want to be with all the Kalis and Waitis I knew long ago. Kododio. I on the beach at Tap dance? They tap dance in Hawaii. You just can't hear it because of the sand. <laughs> I'm not happy. You will be. You will. No, I'm not happy. Murray, 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 I'll catch you. You'll, you'll like it much better no. here. It won't be long till my ship will be sailing back to Kona. Kona. A brand old place that's always fair to see. Skin a banana. Say, I'm just a little Hawaiian and a homesick island boy. I want to go back to my fish and boy. I want to go back to my little in Look at that lamp. It's obviously a very visual clip, but you can get the gist of it. And Myrna's dressed in a Hawaiian outfit while she's tap dancing and skirt and everything. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, um, um, singing that little thing, my dog has fleas, is a is the common way to tune a ukulele. Did you know yes. that? Well, you knew oh, that. Yes. I had no idea. I had no idea. I guess that's really old fashioned now, but uh, I, I, feel uh, like I always grew up knowing that. How many ukuleles? Maybe because of your father, but how many ukulele? How much exposure do you have to ukulele singers? Oh, I had zero. well, I never associated it just with ukuleles but i guess that's possible uh, well i'm looking it apparently is it is a common way I for see. ukulele singers to tune i guess there's only four strings on a ukulele yes between that and the guitar yeah I, G G C E A. um you're showing your ignorance i never heard of this so you're not the ignorant one i am <laughs> well i'm ignorant about what a, the difference between a guitar and a ukulele aside from size uh no one knows the origin i'm reading um no one knows the origin of why this is the case or where that my dog has fleas come from but ukulele literally means jumping flea so in what language yeah hawaiian hawaiian it is a hawaiian thing right? yeah yeah so um uh so the Speaking uh of music yes, yeah you gonna talk Again, about the song i wasn't go ahead well i you know thank god they didn't 
cut that this song we can't this, this should is... how could you you couldn't show this episode if you had to cut all the music i mean they would have to cut the whole scene well, they have to cut the whole show they well, have the tv too all the well, right well they clearly had are, to pay licensing maybe paramount realized we have to buy these songs for this episode because there's nothing no way around it you mean bought them back in 1970 no no i mean when they just put them out on dvd i well i'd like to think they even reviewed each one <laughs> that's you what know, i'm saying like i'm saying a decision yeah I'm suggesting that the episodes where the scenes are cut, they decided it's not worth it to pay well, uh, yes. for we this episode. I hope this is the logic they went through. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the song is My Little Grass Shack in Kalakakua, Hawaii from 1933. So it could have expired its copyright. Um, so, but yeah, they, well, I mean, this in this case, they would have, yeah, they'd have to cut the whole Happy Gretschler subplot who plays happy greshler by the so way? that's my next point so he's played by bob hastings who started by uh, by playing archie on the radio for uh eight years 1945 to 1953 then he moved on to tv and kids science fiction shows in the 50s then he was on a bunch of phil silver shows and dennis the menace and then he found his longest running uh, performance as uh elroy carpenter on McHale's navy for 129 episodes he was the voice of the Raven on the Munsters. Both sitcom <laughs> viewers. Well, his, his most famous role, I think, to people, he was Kelsey of Kelsey's Bar and All in the Family. So in the in the early episodes of All in the Family, when Archie goes to Kelsey's Bar and they ah. finally introduce Kelsey, this is Kelsey. Yeah. Okay. That's where I recognize him from. Right. He's uh he's very funny in this. Um and I I, I just but I find really odd and kind of hilarious Does, is his getaway line look at that lamp yes yes it is he, <laughs> he tries to think of a way to distract them so we should say at the end when he yells look at that lamp everyone and turns because he's trying he's they pushed him into a chair which is by the right. way facing the studio yeah, audience they have to do some ang funny right and so we that. see actually a wall usually when we show when they show that fourth wall they show like a dresser in the past, but mm -hmm. now we actually mm -hmm. see a wall. Oh, right. Yeah. I think it's painted green. So he keeps trying to escape the apartment because he doesn't want to deal with this. And they keep pushing him back in the chair. So finally he says, look at that lamp. They look, <laughs> and then he gets to run out of the room. That is the, the in a way, it's a really lazy line. I know. <laughs> Why lamp? writing perspective. Yeah. It sounds like the actor, like maybe because it's Felix's own home. Why would he have to look at his own lamp? Um, he also, by the way, did a lot of cartoon voice work and then he passed away in 2014. Oh, that's, um, he, uh, how did, how they expected to pass off Myrna as a authentic Hawaiian. I, there was no way. Sir. Yeah. Right. But I guess that's part of what's funny. Yeah. That's the joke. So we have a new scene. And by the way, the gig yes. of playing, of, 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 uh, going out in a little grass skirt in front of how many thousand Shriners? Shriners, yes. That's that's a creepy gig, I'll tell you. So Felix says to Murray after the break, we have a new scene. Thanks for bringing us a big agent, Murray, your cousin. Murray says, well, he's not coming to my house for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and Murray says, Mr. Unger, I'm a total failure. Felix says, no, 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 you're not. If at first you don't succeed, and then Murray interrupts and says, quit. And she leaves the room. She goes to the Back to the bedroom, Maria. Murray says, she was terrific. I don't understand it. Then the phone rings. Felix answers it. And it's Oscar. Oscar's, Felix says, hi, Oscar. Oscar says, don't hi, Oscar me. I'm going crazy down here. 
Yokes asks, what's the matter? And Oscar says it's Mrs. Jensen. He could not concentrate on his work with her around, and he had her let her go, but he has a date with her the next Thursday. <laughs> Felix says, what do you want from me? Oscar says, if murder is not back here at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning sharp, I'm going down to the personnel department, pick myself a permanent secretary. I've got to prepare to host the TV show. Goodbye. Felix hangs up dejected and says, that was Oscar. He wants murder back tomorrow morning. Murray says, that's it then, Felix. Felix says, the end of a beautiful career. Murder comes out in her coat and says, I'm sorry, Mr. Unger, I didn't mean to let you down. Felix says, why you didn't let me down? You didn't, how could you, how could anyone let me down who's going to be on TV tomorrow night? Hmm. And Murder says, they're rerunning the Alabama-Mississippi game. Felix says, Oscar Madison just called me. He wants you on his show tomorrow night. I have to work out the billing and the money. Murder says, I'm going to tap dance on a sports show. Felix says, right. So go home, okay, so go home, okay, and practice your patriotic baton twirling da- tap dancing that made halftime history. And Murder turns to Murray and says, Are you going to be there? Murray says, I'll be there. Murder says, I want all my friends to share in this moment. Felix says, Isn't that great? Now all I have to do is convince Oscar. Felix grimaces, and Murray asks, How? Felix says, easy. The way to get to Oscar is with brains, tact, guile, cleverness. Murray says, you'll be needing me then. (laughs) And Felix says, I think I can handle it. So we have a new scene. We have establishing shot of the San Remo. And then we get uh, another clip. No, no, no. You'll be a hero. If she's not, if she flops, she comes back to work as your secretary. Either way, you win. I knew it. I warned you. I knew it would come to this. No. Maybe you're right. Maybe I bit off more than I could chew. Yes, we know. Just doing it for her. Myrna, when she's 65 years old, she won't be able to dance anymore. <laughs> it wouldn't be so bad if she said... I didn't or I couldn't, but oh, the pain to say I should have. Have you ever felt the pain of I should have? Of course I have. I should have never let you move in. I should have kicked you out. Won't you let her be on, please? Oh, all right. You, 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 you know why? Because you're one of them. There is nothing like the loyalty that exists in this house. You know which is the bad side of your face? Which side? The side with a mouth on it. So the final moment there, Oscar pulls Felix's turtleneck up over his face and covers it, which you is know, really yeah, great. You know that's going to happen, or especially if you have a memory of this episode, because Felix, throughout it, the very beginning of the scene, is wearing this enormous turtleneck yeah. sweater, which is like a 70s fashion atrocity. And um, and I just can't help wondering that it's there only for that bit, only for that gag somehow. But how would they, <laughs> who would think that we need a big turtleneck sweater that he could pull over his face? I don't know. It's a very clever gag. Uh, so next we have establishing shot of Times Square. And then we see Oscar hosting the show. There's an Asian man standing next to him. And Oscar says, thank you, Mr. Wong, for your tips on table tennis. Say hello to the wall for me. The Great Wall of China. Wall of China. Yes. I mean, this is when the whole Chinese, Chinese ping pong, ping pong breakthrough right. American. Yeah, that was like the era of that. 
Uh, Mr. Wong swings his ping pong paddle as he leaves, and Oscar says, good swing, sir. So my next guest, this is now Oscar talking. My next guest, hey, it looks like international night here on the Sports Stand Show. My next guest is perhaps one of the greatest in a long line of Italian soccer players who often's, uh, who's often returned, referred to as the man with a dozen legs. A warm welcome, please, for Nino Babaloni and his interpreter, Tony Magucci. And they both come out. Now, Nino was played by Arthur Batanides, who we already discussed. He was Pat the bartender in Felix's oh, first commercial. Oh, I didn't recognize him. Now that you mentioned, I can picture it. But what a what a uh, range. Yes. Uh, very convincing Italian in this one. Tony is played by Ralph Manza, a very recognizable, right, a recognizable character actor. He's 180 filmed credits dating back to 1954. I think the two roles that he may most be known for, um, that I know him for, he was Banachek's chauffeur Jay on the George Pappard show Banachek. Never watched Banachek. But you've heard of Banachek. I, yeah, it's a hard name to forget, yeah. It's a very good... <laughs> It's a very good show. It's, it's a good mystery show about an insurance investigator. Uh, also, Newhart fans may know him as Bud, the assistant director of Vermont Today on the second Newhart show, Newhart. And that leads to uh, the clip, this next clip. Welcome to the sports show, Nino. Questo uomo si chiama Ask Madison and ha detto che noi siamo benvenuti qui. Grazie, va bene. Hello. There's a question I've always wanted to ask. Il signor Madison c'ha una domanda. See, I've always been interested. Lui è sempre stato interessato in questa domanda. I think the audience will be interested in this. È sicuro che le gente qui questa sera anche sono interessate in questa domanda. Hello. I forgot the question. <laughs> no, no, I remember, I remember. What is the toughest team he has ever faced? You mean the uh, soccer? Yeah, you know, soccer like that. Parenti garanti uh, culture. What do you say? Pull up your sock. The toughest team he has faced. Toughest team in soccer. Yes, toughest. Nella vostra esperienza, che sarebbe che è stato la squadra più forte? Più forte squadra. Più forte. Squadra Jugoslavia. Ah. You say the best team. Scusa. Jugoslavia. Jugoslavia. Hai dimenticato la squadra in Germania? No, non Germania. Jugoslavia. Hai dimenticato Pelle in Brasile? Brasile. No, Jugoslavia. Ignorante. Hai dimenticato Milano? Hai dimenticato Roma? Let's forget that. What I really want to know, does he have a particular stadium he prefers to play in? He cannot answer that question. Why not? Because I'm not speaking to him. Oh, excuse me. It's time for a message. We'll be right back. Ladies, I think I can speak for your husbands out there when I say I hate grimy shirts. And if you do too, watch this message. Is this a good talk show? This seems like <laughs> seems like it's getting a little out of control. Well, I mean, the the getting out that's like a viral moment today. If that was really happening, oh yeah. But Oscar's questions seem like really dumb. He, yeah, his questions are really dumb. Uh, I love this. Bit. It's a very funny it's so bit. Random. It is There's random. No yeah. reason that it has no. to be. No, but it's done so well. But he's so great, Arthur uh, Patanides. Patanides. Um, yeah, he doesn't. It's a bartender in that episode. He didn't get to show up at all. Now it's just like. 
hilarious. And the two guys, it's like some old Sid Caesar sketch, you know, the two uh, guys talking. And I, I'm sure it's real Italian, but it almost sounds like gibberish. Right. Language. Uh, and it's just so colorful. And you can totally follow what they're saying. And I've heard the translator say, I'm not speaking to him. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Um, so after- just disagreeing, what they're disagreeing over is like, wait, that's the toughest team. It's like a real soccer nut argument, you know. So at the commercial break inside the sports den, not in the not in the odd couple, Felix bounds out and says, you're doing great. Oscar says, is it good? Felix says, you're just really rolling. Oscar points to the guests who are fighting and says, controversy. I like talking for a living. That's, that's, what, that's what he says. Felix says, Myrna is so excited. She is talking to her batons. Oscar says, Felix, listen, wait a minute. Felix says, what? Can you, Oscar says, can you take some bad news? Felix says, what? Oscar says, well, there isn't going to be time for Myrna on the show. Felix says, no. Oscar says, well, see, the ping pong player took a lot of time, and I need Rocky Noonan. He's a football star. Felix says, what do you need him for, to throw a body block? Myrna can dance. She's warmed up. Oscar says, Felix, I'm telling you, she can't. Felix says, can't. Can't means not able to. You mean mayn't. Oscar says, all right, mayn't. Also, she can't. Now, please, Felix, get off here. Felix says, somebody, after all the trouble I went through. So we now see Murray and Felix backstage by a piano. Myrna is dressed in some sort of hybrid cheerleader marching band outfit. And (laughs) she asks, what's the matter? Don't I get to dance? Felix says, he says, there's no time to put you on the show. Can you imagine that? And Myrna says, well, I really don't mind, Mr. Unger. You see, I'm pretty nervous anyway. And my hands are sweating and my batons. And then she drops the baton. And Felix says, pick it up. Pick it up. It looks bad. Now we see the stage manor counting down for the show to go back on the air, and we still see Nino and Tony on the stage. The floor manager is played by a guy named Bob Hoffman, who has limited bit roles, including Dick Van Dyke, I Dream and Genie, and the Brady Bunch. Oscar asks, which camera, which camera? And then he turns his profile to the camera he's told to look at, and he says, now, ladies and gentlemen, what you've been waiting for, the topper of the show, truly a football institution, but Rocky Noonan is interrupted for this visual clip that we're about to play. And when you hear tap dancing again, imagine Myrna is in a red marching band outfit, tap dancing decently with batons on a red tap dancing board. And Murray's playing the piano. Halftime! And here for your halftime pleasure, recreating our famous baton twirling tap that made halftime history in the Alabama Mississippi game of several years ago is the lovely Myrna Turner. Yeah, Viva! 
know what you mean. Listen, Mr. Madison, you gave me a chance. And it was really fun. And I'll be back to work at your desk tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Now I'll never have to say I should have. Okay. Good night, Oscar. I had a real good time. fun, wasn't it? <laughs> you realize what you did? Yes, I know. Wait a minute, Phil. Don't do it now. Wait a minute. Somebody Look, else every time something out. happens, you always make a long speech. You never give me a chance to make a speech. You never let me say my hate. You never let me express my hate. Express it. Hey! <laughs> That's all? Do you have? I'm going to move on to the tag unless you have. I mean, I think I just love how the Italians, the soccer players, oh, are encouraging her on totally nuts over Marinette. <laughs> bravo, bravo. Um, so and the, the expressions on Oscar's face of like embarrassment and disbelief that Felix has taken over his show, yeah, are he funny. Literally bursts through the curtain with the halftime thing. And uh, Myrna does a cartwheel there towards yes, the end. She does yes, a, she does a lot of twirling and the, the big cartwheel. Yeah. So the tag, Oscar and Felix are sitting on the stage right where we left them when we when the show ended. And Felix says, what do you say? Want to go home? Oscar says, yeah. So they stand up, but Felix stops when he sees a janitor cleaning the floor. And Felix says, that's so sad. Oscar asks why. Felix says, that's Franklin Lang. And Oscar <laughs> looks at him in shock. I love, I think that may be the best tag. It is the best reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I love that. I, and that was another line. I said, Oh my God, I know what's going to happen. I suddenly from the recesses of my mind, you know, I remembered that's what the joke is. And it's so good. And it's, um, I love that the whole, the whole Franklin Lang subplot, which gets me back. What I was going to say, like if they, if there was a reason to punch up, to keep mentioning Franklin Lang's oh, name in the I earlier see. scene, yeah, have to build up for this thing at the end. That's a good point. Yeah, and uh, but it is so funny because you know in all uh, the those kind of guys are we are we're already you know uh, they're not around anymore. But certainly even you know twenty years ago, Broadway was still full of uh, all these retired old showbiz people who were big a long long time ago but who kind of dined out on their names still or like like people were desperate to get a meeting with them but they couldn't they really had no power they couldn't do anything for anyone and like the, the way that they fade those the old producers faded and uh i remember seeing like a very like decrepit david merrick uh you know at still going to showcases for young actors you know but, but he wasn't even producing shows anymore so the fact that this guy, the guy sweeping the floor, is Franklin Lang is sad. Is true. It, it really uh, is sad. Yeah. But in a in a very comical way. I always wondered after the after the tag ended, did Felix go talk to him or not? Because clearly he would be a bad. He must have recognized Felix. Yes, unless he was so drunk at lunch or Maybe something he, he so forgot. Uh, I really like this episode. It's so much better than the premise sounds. Like if the premise was yeah, Myrna yeah. goes to start a tap dancing career right. you would think who cares 
I just, it's, it's really well written. It's nothing, really every scene delivers. There's great banter between Felix and Oscar. The other characters are used well. Like there's a lot of guest characters, yeah. like more than exactly. usual. Um, it's another instance where Felix plays expert and interferes in Oscar's life, which really are some of the best episodes. Yeah. And then as you, as you say, there's a, like, there's a tag has like another punch to it. Uh, so I give it four and a half out of five Murrays. It's not a five simply because it's not to me one of the classics when I think about like classics, but it's, it's just, it's really, really entertaining and funny. Uh, I pretty much totally agree with you. I mean, I was inclined to give it a four, but you know, maybe you convinced me to go that extra half a Murray uh, <laughs> since Murray's also in this episode very much. Um, yeah, it is, you know, it's so much more satisfying than I remembered. Like I pretty much started going, oh, it's the Marina Tap Dancing one, forgetting you know, all the good stuff about it until we, I started watching it and it all came back to me. Um, and there were jokes in here that I didn't remember were from this episode, were from the Myrna tap dancing story. So um, it's, yeah, it's a really good script. Uh, I'll definitely echo, uh, you know, uh, endorse what you said there. And I think, you know, even it comes, comes together really nicely at the end in a somewhat bittersweet dramatic moment when Myrna says you know hey you know at least you gave me my chance and I, I and going back to the felix thing about should have you know the, the never you don't want to have to feel that you should have done something and she says now i don't have to feel i should have and she comes back to work so it just resolves very nicely the yeah there's actually a, a, a good poignant you know topic about life and and you know trying to achieve your dreams and at least trying yes no matter how ridiculous Right. And the but not ridiculous. Because, but it's not ridiculous because Penny Marshall's no, actually yeah, yeah. Yes. But I guess there's really not much of a market for a marching band tab. Right. Yes. The, the 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 likelihood of her of what Felix tries to get her to do is ridiculous, but yeah. Um all right. So uh if you have any feedback, please email us at ten forty nine pod at gmail.com and hopefully you will continue to listen. And if you can leave us a five-star review on uh itunes that would be great um listen mr eisler goodbye look at that lamp <laughs>